Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. We're about to do the Lord of the Rings trilogy right now. Get ready. Here we go. Check this long postcard for a country that's more New Zealand than sheep playing rugby. It's an epic from Tolkien's pages, an awesome tale of romance for the ages. In the Shire, it's a pleasant place with meadows and trees and flowers and scurvy Run from the Nazgul and run into Strider, who's actually Aragorn and loves Liv Tyler. Take it up to Rivendell, where they meet Agent Smith. My soul. My bug. My axe. Fellowship. Moria. Cave trolls. Holy shit. Balrog. You shall not pass. Later, Gandalf. Visit with Galadriel, where everybody's safe. Visions in the water and even more scary face. Meanwhile, Saruman just kind of chills, and of course, Sean Bean goes and gets himself killed. Power Trio leaves to throw down. Frodo saves Sam so he won't drown. That's what these movies are all about. Just a bunch of bros just throwing out. Uh, I I do have a question for you guys in general. What is uh? If you had to like pick a Lord of the Rings movie, which which movie is Ooh. your like top? Oh man, see, I came, man, I was Lord, I was Lord of the Rings. I was nerdy from early on, where I was like a Booker, and so when uh-huh. the movies came out, I was all like, the first one is holds such nostalgia. It's so good, like the first sure. one's so good, and it was kind of like, oh my goodness, someone made a book adaptation. This not a piece of shit and so that one <laughs> but man isn't it sad that that's kind of a isn't that sad that that's kind of like a a thing that you have to be excited about of like <laughs> yes not a, a crappy representation a, of a, right, a good book adaptation yay it was weird. It felt like around the year 2000, people were like, oh, we can make book adaptation movies that aren't pieces of shit. Wait, Stephen King movies can be good? That's <laughs> like, allowed? Had, like this weird epiphany. And like, at, at the, but I honestly, uh, for me, I think Return of the King. I just love the spectacle of Return yeah. of the King. That one's um, weird. Sorry. Okay, Mia, is that, is that kind of where you land? or? Absolutely. I quote, you... I quote, but it is not this day all the time. Oh, oh nice. It is. Nice. Return of the King is my favorite. Just the buildup between, because, you know, you need the second movie. You need the second movie yeah. to do all of the building up that the first one didn't do. But it all comes together in Return of the King. And that's that's what I wanted. Are you guys, uh, do you remember, like, where you, like, your first viewing? Like, did you go see it in the theater? Was it, like, on tape or DVD? I saw it in the theater with my family, um, and I remember discussing, uh, when we were done watching it, discussing Gollum in particular, and the fight between good and evil, like the internal battles, what, what uh-huh. his, uh, uh, his representation was, is supposed to be when you're watching him. Yeah. Um, sure. And I, like, I, I was 
raised Catholic and, you know, we're, we're having that super big discussion via Gollum. And I'm sure wow. it, was like, it was like the way I was raised was meeting up with what was in my brain. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> Theology and nerdity. This is wonderful. I love it. <laughs> the uh, nerdity. Um, I remember, uh, I have a weird memory of those, Q, because I remember seeing them in the theaters. But what I remember more is I remember when the special edition, like, Blu-rays came out in subsequent years, and it was, like, the big, thick, book-looking DVDs. And the reason I remember those is because we would buy them in the last week of finals in college, and then Ooh. we would rent out the movie room in our dorm and, like, seven or eight of us would watch it at like two in the morning after exams that's and so oh, it nice. was a yearly tradition that we would watch the like the four hour extended cut of yeah. lord of the rings movies every year and during exams I've and it's never just a great that. memory and i love those movies oh the extended editions are so good, <laughs> so good. i do remember i do remember so like back in the day before i was collecting this glorious throne of vhs tapes I was collecting DVDs and I remember <laughs> I used to get super excited when like really like special editions of movies got released. And I'm not talking just your normal, like it says special edition or whatever. Yeah, I'm talking no, no. like the way Disney did it. No, like I used to buy, so Target had an exclusive with Paramount Pictures and they used to release when the Transformers, Transformers movie came out and those aren't great, but when they came out, they were in plastic transforming cases that would turn yeah. into a character. Ooh. And I would literally get up at like eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> as soon as the Target opened no. the day, the on Not release day. I'm the only person there, so I'm rushing no one. But I'm, like, talking to everybody in line as I go to get my DVD. And I'm like, hey, you guys here for Transformers as well? No, you're not? Okay, cool. Anyway, oh, so like, I'm going to go no, pick up. work here, you weirdo. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, hey, Jeff. They all knew me by name. They're like, what up, cute? Nobody said that. I was like, hey, guys. And they're like, oh, it's him again. Uh, but I would pick up my copy of Transformers, and I would go. So when these movies came out, in the, like you said, in they look like books, like leather bound books. And you could like, you could, they had this like, they had a great feel, like case feel. Mm -hmm. Like you could pull it out of the case and it unfolded like a book. It looked like pages and you would like the unfold it twice. Was like and a there was table like- table of contents. Yes, and there was like maps. It was, it was some of the best, most gorgeous like DVD sets that I've ever seen. We still have them on our shelf in the living room because they're like a decoration piece for our living. Well, we have, uh, so we have Lord of the Rings box set and then we have the books on either side and then like a big pop vinyl of um, <laughs> the dragon from Hobbit on top of it. So we have like a little Lord of the Rings wow. set. Um, but yeah, it, those are the movies. That's like the centerpiece of the, the set. They're beautiful. Uh, hey Harry guys. Potter did the same thing. We should, um, just so just so you all know, I've been recording for like a while now. So we should probably oh. high five and okay. get oh. into this thing. Oh, uh, should we all high five? We should high five. A three-way high five. Mia, you ready to high five? Am I Your inaugural high five. And, and high five. We high five. 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 High five.
We nailed it on the first try. I will edit this so everyone knows that we <laughs> nailed it first go. First go round, no issues. I did not have to loop anyone's high five sounds at all to make it sound like we had three people high fiving at the same time. It was you know perfect. What? What? Nailed Between it. the three different cities, the three different bandwidth speeds, and the delays, I think we did pretty damn well. That's true. Hey, speaking of which, I'm sure listeners are, are listening to this episode and they're like, wait yeah. a minute, I recognize Q mm-hmm. and I recognize J, but who, who is this new person? Well, that person, my friends, is our brand new host. I just heard the internet break. Did you guys hear that? The internet just broke. People are freaking out. We broke it. <laughs> we broke it. Uh, guys, I would like all of the fivers that are listening right now, I would like to introduce you to the one, the only, the amazing Mia St. Clair. Mia, welcome <laughs> to your Thank new you. home at High Five, colon, the podcast. Yay. Number 20 on my list of homes. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> that's literally. We strive that's to be literally, in the top 25. We talk about it all the time. I and honestly, that is usually like that feels right for me because that's my ranking on most lists. Like, like when Jay's mom lists top twenty sons, she's usually like Quint Q is at at twenty. Twenty, right? 20. Jay and I Which usually is tie there at child. twenty, right? Which is even weirder because I'm an only child. So you yeah. have twenty friends, and Q starts the list. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, lo- love you, Mama J. You're my favorite. Oh, man. Thanks, she, for, she, thanks for she, being she, a big she fan. Loves, she loves you partially as well. Um, <laughs> I know. But, I appreciate it. But, that. man, I am so excited because we've been talking about it for a while behind the scenes, and we finally opened up a third seat. And a lot of people, we got a great reaction from the DC roundtable that we did. So a lot of people are already familiar with Mia's voice in the High Five colon uh, universe. So, Fans demanded it, and we made it happen. And you know what? We, that, we needed a third seat. Come on, we can't. It can't just be Q and Q and J's male voices all the time. We're very much like uh, Warner Brothers and HBO Max. Whatever the fans tweet at us, that's what we do. We so. We's it. So Mia, what's yeah. happening? Uh, I am on site today. I know, I see that. You're recording from a gorgeous home. Yes, if I could, if if we were recording on my phone, I'd take you on like a little, a little micro tour. But (laughs) this is, there is, it is, it is a a true getaway. Like upstairs, there is a bed on the roof, not here, right there, um, that sits outside, has a fan. And then there's one that's inside of another room and... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and like a there's a bathroom. There's a whole other house that's over here. They have a little walkway with all the trees. They have two different like like what are those things called? They're not canopies. They're they're but they they stand alone and you stand under them and people get married under them and they a pavilion? They, oh, yeah, arch. yeah, they have like two pavilions yeah. and they have everything that lights up at night and they even have fireflies here, which I didn't know they have fireflies in Texas. I thought they were in New Jersey where I came from. But I lost my shit yesterday. What, what, oh, snap. Hold on. I, I got to pause real quick. Did you think fireflies only existed in New Jersey? No, I just didn't know they existed in Texas. 
Okay, okay, good. I was like, I'm in Tennessee. We get fireflies all the time. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you didn't think they were like a New Jersey thing. No, no, no. Gosh, that would Although, be New Jersey mentality, though. To <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, those Jersey fireflies, they're way different than normal fireflies. Yeah. They, are, they are tough mofos. They blink like railroad lights. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Jersey has a lot of exports. It's got some mafia ties. It's got Snooky, and it's got fireflies. Fireflies. I don't know about that, about that but it's got them. It, it does. Oh, uh, Italian grandmas. They have Italian grandmas. Oh, that is true. Stuffed Here. with Italian grandmas. Yeah. They also have some sort of oh. back in back in my young days. I dated a young lady from New Jersey, uh, and I took a, I took a trip up there one time. And they also have these little bodega corner gas stations that have. She introduced me to some sort of like breakfast sandwich thing that was a very like New Jersey thing. And I don't remember what it was. It was like, I want to say it was like something roll or like a pork roll or like a mm -hmm. something. It was delicious. So I will also say that New Jersey has that. And they have Red, Red Bank, New Jersey, and the Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash. And, that's, a, that's a bucket list place for me. I want to get up there. One of so guys. I have a controversial statement about New Jersey. First off, I know it's like that gets crapped on all the time, and, and I really don't like that. Doesn't phase me at all because I'm not sure. that Jersey person. But the Philly cheesesteaks in Jersey are better than the Philly cheesesteaks in Philly. Whoa! We are feuding. My <laughs> yeah. podcast is now feuding with the <laughs> the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> Wild. Yep. I just, That's I, you know I what? have it's never been able to say that. So I'm like, this is my moment to finally say this. <laughs> Thanks for using our show to start yeah. your fight with Philadelphia. Yay. <laughs> As Mia now quits the show, she's like, now that I said that in a public <laughs> That was it. That's what I needed to say. <laughs> this was my moment to shine. I needed to, sh I needed to shit on Philadelphia. That's what yeah. I've been going. I've been waiting my whole life to get there. The city like, of brotherly love is getting crapped on while we're talking about the fellowship of, of I, I know we're talking me, fellowship over here like talking. it's more like it's always shitty in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Been waiting to use that for years. <laughs> so speaking of which, uh, yeah, you kind you kind of uh, mentioned the topic there. So yeah. this episode, since this is your inaugural episode, we decided to let you on your just soul lonesome choose the top five topic for this week's episode yes so do you want to tell us what you chose and why you chose it? uh i chose the top five characters in the lord of the rings trilogy and mm -hmm. i picked it because the way most people are with star wars is how is how i am with lord of the rings i have Ooh. never read the books oh so okay. all the oh, even more gathered. interesting. Yeah, okay. all the information I've gathered is through like Tumblr posts and like maybe I just got interested with this one character, so I just go look them up and I read everything. Right. Them. And like I, I know a lot of stuff with J.R.R. Tolkien and his past, but everything I know and love about the books didn't come from the books. One day I will read it, probably when I'm old. I well, I I love this finally. Mia, I'm reaching out my hand to you because someone else who also hasn't read a book with me. I love it. <laughs> no! I've been I've been so on my own for all of these years. Jay I has literally support. I'm pretty sure Jay has read like every book known to man, maybe. I believe. Now 
now. See, now, if we would have played Game of Thrones, I would have been between the two of you because I would have read some of the books, not all of the books. Perfect. See, I'm, well, I kind of in that boat too, but the, not all the books are written. So we're all sort of at a partial on that right. one. So we're all we're all fine there. But yes, damn it. I was really hoping that someone would have read the books coming into this. But honestly, it makes the it makes the question of <laughs> someone hey, did, Jay. Criteria? You did. Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but uh it makes the question of hey, do your criteria come from the movies or the books question a lot easier. So. Mm -hmm. Sure. But it doesn't it does not uh narrow it down that if these movie if th these uh top five characters can come from the Hobbit series of movies. Mia, can no. they? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, no, I, I would say, um, no, the Hobbit. Unless it's, unless it's like Legolas, who's in both. Like that'd be yeah. the right. only one. If yeah, Legolas is but... on your list, he can, he counts. Ah, oh, Legolas. All the elf characters, obviously they would have been in the Hobbit. And of course, right. the Hobbit. like, yeah. but no, they, they don't. I, and don't get me wrong. I, I did enjoy the movies but i think i enjoyed them because i didn't read hot take hot <laughs> no no hot take yeah. really and because i didn't watch them like the animated versions the older animated versions oh, like sure. growing up either like my first introduction to lord of the rings was going to the movie theater with my family to watch fellowship of the ring and i fell in love with it and i have been obsessed with it ever since that's, oh my god that's really interesting i told mia uh Lord, uh, excuse me, The Hobbit is one of the two movies that I've ever walked out on in my entire life. Yeah. Okay, uh, so Q, I thought you and I shared that that opinion on The Hobbit films. Amanda rewatched them recently, and I just read And loved them? Oh, okay. I was like, I thought, I thought that's where you were going to go with it. I thought you were going to be like, and turns out they're amazing no. films. Turn, turns out just as bad as before. And you know but what? Now, here's, here's the weird part. Is like Malk's still all, awesome though. On paper, all of that should have made sense, right? Like Peter Jackson yeah. is back to direct the movies. The cast is nothing but stellar. Like normally, apart, all of the cast members are wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, he was pioneering once again new technology. He was shooting the movie at a higher frame rate, so he it was like, "We're gonna beautiful. push the bounds." So I'll give but, it that. The Hobbit movies are beautiful. For some well, like the CGI, it, it was the same. It was the same uh, writing team, but for some reason, the magic that was captured in a bottle with Lord of the Rings trilogy and Peter Jackson just wasn't there in mm. the Hobbit trilogy. Was, and I think that that's weird. I have a theory, and and honestly, is based off what Mia said with her opinion of it. And Mia, I'm gonna I'm gonna run this run this by you and see what you think. I have a feeling my my belief on the Hobbit movies versus Lord of the Rings movies has always been editing because the Hobbit I mean the Lord of the Rings movies are three movies adapted from three books and those books have beginnings middles and ends they have arts they have characters that come in and leave and that allows the movies to have those as well the Hobbit movies were three movies based off of a single book that is shorter than any one of the Lord of the Rings books. The yeah. Hobbit book is like 250 pages. Yeah. And they made three, six, like three, four hour <laughs> Three 27 hour movies out of, movies yeah. out of it. They made, one I was going to say they made like eight pages. hours of film out of that. 
And I think that they had to expand things where in the Lord of the Rings movies, they had to edit things. And editing always makes stories better, in my opinion. Mm. That's just where I sit. But because, me, like Mia, you were saying that you watched the Hobbit movies and have no context of the original story. So mm -hmm. you liked them. I, I, I definitely want to hear your sort of non-biased opinion on, like, the yeah. Hobbit films. Like, what was it about them that, like, appealed to you that you liked? So, uh, in my previous discussion with Q, I, I had made it aware that I'm an actor's person. I nah. don't know a lot about producers and directors and writers, and um, I, I definitely know other people who are more focused on that, very passionate about it. They specifically right. go out of their way to watch these people make, produce, and write things. I am not that person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, just a chai tea latte. Thank you. Um, oh, uh, is that your butler? Yes. No, she's not my butler. <laughs> <laughs> we, okay, Q. I will also have a chai tea latte, Mia's butler. Next time we hire a third host, Q, we are not sending them on an exclusive getaway on the company card. Listen. Because the company card is just my debit card. <laughs> I know, and that's why I thought it would be okay. It's fine. Mia's having a All great right. time. She really feels welcome to the family now. I do. And, I, and you can get a, another job. <laughs> that that is also a thing. But but when it so come back, um, the films for me because because I didn't, like, I knew who Peter Jackson was, and of course I appreciated what he did. I was happy he was a person who was going to be on board. I was excited to see his vision once again come to life in the trilogy I fell in love with, the first trilogy I ever fell in love with. And uh, for me, it was actually the actors. I got excited to see uh, Ian, Sir Ian come back mm -hmm. as uh, Gandalf, and I was excited to see what young Bilbo would be like, and it was I will I will say I will acknowledge and, and I will join you on the let's give Hobbit some thumbs up. Mm -hmm. The casting for Bilbo, um oh, what's that? Martin Freeman, Freeman. Yeah. is superb might be the best casting since they cast Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. Like it is so good. He is he is Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> that is wrong. You mean you mean Sir Patrick Stewart. As, as <laughs> Professor X? Yes. Yeah, I do. You're right. I do. I do. I mean that. I mean that. <laughs> that is yeah. that is legitimately the best casting. Yes. But there are so, there are like those castings that are just so good. And so honestly good. Like Mark Wahlberg as a science teacher in the happening. No, that is amazing casting. <laughs> so believable. The thing about it is believability, Q. I'm glad you said that. It's really believability. And I, I, you know what? For me personally, all of my science teachers sounded just like that. They're like, whoa, do you know about DNA, man? It's so weird. It's crazy. I don't know why he sounded like I did not have Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my science teacher Christopher Walken? Wow, I'm Mark Wahlberg. It's weird. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. We need more of that, more of that one. <laughs> I, I used to do underwear commercials. It was wild. You saw my butt. <laughs> Chris, please call me Marky Mark. Chris, I have to ask you a thousand times. 
Call me Marky Mark, Chris. Hey, uh, so I think we have a pretty good understanding of our love and reverence for the Lord of the Ring movies. I think we have a good idea as to what qualifies for a character from the Lord of the Rings movies. Yes. It's specifically that they have to be from the movies, the movie trilogy of the Lord of the Rings, and specifically Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings trilogy film series. Now, yes. with that being said, I say it's time we make a Lord of the Lists. One list to rule. to rule them all. <laughs> this, is where we do this is where we make a list. A list. List. As the new third seat, I <laughs> believe it should be your honor to start us off, especially since this was your list topic. Yes. So, so hit us with your number five, Mia. What is your Five. My number five is Legolas. Legolas. <laughs> it was just so like, boop. There it I is. just had to get him out Bam. there. He's on the list. It's fine. He recently had a baby with Katy Perry. It's fine. So he was the first, like, uh, I've been in love with elves since I could start reading, which was like age four. And, um, Humble brag, you smart as shit. Very not humble uh. brag. I just happened to be blind and needed something close to my face. <laughs> oh my God. But also, that's a really, that's yeah. solid reading age. So <laughs> think what you want. Pretty good. But, uh, Pretty good. Yes, four, four, four. Because I started going blind at four and it was one of the things I could have close to my face without glasses on. So I just nice. have to have like a barrier in my world until reading. <laughs> there again. Worked. Yeah. I covered it. Um, so uh, I picked Legolas because he is beautiful. First off, he was the first character I fell in love with as a, as a young girl going to the films. Uh, he's obviously very useful in the films, but he doesn't have, like, there's no character growth. Nothing super bad has happened to him. Like, this is all, this is all after his mom's stuff. So we, we don't see the growth right. from before mom and after mom. We just see after mom and we see who he is, how he is. Um, I'd like to give gold stars to Orlando Bloom because during filming, they, when they didn't give him things he was supposed to do, he just smoldered at the camera. So if you rewatch uh. the film and you watch <laughs> him when he's not doing anything and he's looking at the camera, he's smoldering at the camera. You're welcome. I believe it. Oh, nice. He's, he's dreamy in that movie. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I like Legolas because the thing that I think of when I think of Legolas is every movie has at least one what I consider Legolas scene. You know, like where he's taking down a gigantic, you know, mammoth all by himself or he is scaling a castle and opening it or like there's always one thing of, wow, he is really incredibly awesome. And I always look forward to his like legless scenes in, in any of the movies. Yes, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, I think that's a solid number five. I will spoiler alert you all. He is not on my list. So, oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate your choice. Uh, I think I think that's solid. I like Orlando Bloom. I think he's a, like getting away from the movie for a hot second. Orlando Bloom is one of those actors that I thought was going to have a much larger Baker. career. Yeah. Um, and he, he kind of did a few like major level studio movies afterwards. Like he did that Ridley Scott Crusades yeah. movie. 
um, which was yeah. like pr- decent. Like he he was decent in it. Um, he did that. Uh, uh, what is that? Elizabeth Town. That was the one he should not have done. But then he just he kind of like, romantic comedy. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying anything against his acting, but I don't think he pulls off romantic comedy. And I don't um, know if you guys know this or not, but I saw it the other day. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Um, he, but he's now doing like direct to DVD like action movies, like a la really? Bruce Willis's late career. Like he, yeah, he's I, also in that I, Amazon show about fairies. And oh, that. And stuff. Have you seen Carnival that, Mia? Town? Carnival Row. Nope. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he is. Plays like right. a, he plays like a, a a gremlin detective or something. I forget. It's weird. It's like but he kind of ro- fairies he and things. Trilogies is apparently his thing. So what? Yes, it is on Amazon Prime. Okay, okay. I watched the first episode. I need to watch more of it. It was hard for me to get into because I really don't love Cara Delevingne as an actress. I She seems nice, but... She's I don't, I don't think she's a great actress. Have you guys seen what was that movie, The Thousand Planets or whatever that Luke oh, Luke Besson movie? Yes, with uh, Dane. Oh, the oh God! Both yes, of them yes. Are uh, <laughs> I liked your reaction to Rihanna shape shifting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that part. <laughs> 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 um. So solid choice, Jay. I'm very curious to find out who made your number five. Okay. So I, spoiler alert, Legless is not mine either, but I'm glad that someone is at least talking about him because he is awesome. Like I had him as a, he's an awesome character. My five is just a character that I respected a whole lot throughout the series. Okay. And it ends up, my number five is Mary. I... I really love Mary as a character because, okay, so there's Mary and Pippin. You got to have your Hobbit characters, but Mary and Pippin are kind of like this initial comedic duo who should not be there. Sure. While Pippin, Pippin stays a similar character throughout, Mary goes from being like a sarcastic nothing to in the last movie, he's pretending to be a soldier and dressing up with Eowyn in armor and giving, like, he knows he's not going to survive. Like, I love his arc. I love the, basically, he goes, he does Frodo's arc, but not front and center. Mm. And I appreciate that about Mary. And so I really, really like him. And I wanted one of the, like, Mary or Pippin, I think, felt like needed to be on my list. And I just respect Mary a whole lot more. I, I, I like that. appreciate that for sure because they were my honorable mentions. Like if we had like an honorable mentions list, the two oh, of them- I always have honorable mentions. Sure. Yeah, Jay is the king of honorable mentions. You will soon find out. Oh. Uh, have I have such conflict. trouble. I have such trouble killing. Oh my God! What have I done? Now I have two people that are me as not reading the books. He has me as honorable mention. I know. You're that's right. why it's a You're perfect right. fit. That's why it's a perfect it is. <laughs> I think that's a solid choice, man. I'm into that. Um, that actor is another one. Uh, Mia, do you know that actor's name? That wasn't putting you on the spot. I was more like asking because I can't remember. Jay? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a Monaghan. It mon- starts Monaghan. with a D, Dominic Dominic, Monaghan. Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. He was in uh, Lost and he's in, a, yes. he's in a bunch of He's actually a really good actor. I like he, him a lot. He, and that's what I was going to say. That's an actor who I've really enjoyed his career post that. He was yeah. also in a video game that I played uh, not not that long ago, a couple years back. Uh, it was a weird game that you could, like, 
freeze time. But anyway, he played a character in it. And I'm always pleased when I see Dominic Moynihan pop up in anything that I'm watching. And I think my goodwill carried over from the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> like, I, think- I, I literally, I fell in love with him there as like an actor and as a character. And then uh, every time I see him, I'm like, ha, look, I love him. Yeah, I, I, I'm in the same way. And, like, he was in Lost, but I didn't watch Lost religiously. But I did like that he was in it. Oh, I was like, my oh, God. It's the dude from Lord of the Rings. It's Mary. But then I he's, lost, yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff since then that I've liked. But, man, he's also one that I think needs to be more front and center than he is. As someone who got locked into Lost, don't do it. Anybody, ever. I loved Lost so much. And then... It was one of the biggest wastes of time that. of my life. You need to have that conversation with Eli because that's his, like one of his favorite shows of all time. He is a giant. I, I want to. I would that. love. I would love to have that because I like. I was such a super fan. I was holding. I was hosting lost watch parties during oh. the final season. I oh. was making Fibonacci sequence cupcakes. Like I was literally like, I was. I was in it to win it. So it I, is a conversation I would love to I have. Bailed in, I bailed in season three because I was I was diehard for that. I binged the first two seasons so hard. Season three, I was like, okay, maybe. And then I just – I was off that island, and I never went back. <laughs> you were off that I think that's fair. Jay oh, flash-forwarded off of the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I also didn't like that show flash-forward. <laughs> that was a that's because that was one of the like during the lost era like so many shows popped up and we're like oh we can do a weird mystery too in this one everybody jumped into the future and saw their future like 44 seconds ahead of time and now we're all back here trying to figure out what we're gonna do with that knowledge isn't that wild like uh, that i i credit lost with that trend of well, what about if everyone's on a plane and something freaky happens and they stay yeah. on the plane <laughs> the have either of you ever met uh pippin's actor no not in real life he sounds just like that really oh that's awesome <laughs> he started talking that. when i was at a con once and i was like yay <laughs> my mind i was like you actually <laughs> sound like this this is and your he pulled out like a huge pipe and he was like yeah <laughs> Speaking of actors that sound exactly like their characters, that's a perfect segue into my number five. <laughs> Who's your number five? Uh, so my number five is, an, it came from a, a marriage of two things. He's low on my list because I, I recognize at the outset that his character does not go through as much of an arc. It's a, it's a fairly decent arc, but um, mainly it came from my love of this actor and everything he does. And that would be John Rice Davies as Gimli is my number five uh and he legitimately also sounds like gimli in real life he does uh not quite as surly but definitely he definitely sounds sounds like him he's in one of the indiana jones movies isn't he and he sounds he's in he's in two he's in uh two of the indiana jones he's in he's sala uh One of my favorite character actors ever. He was also on this show, Sliders, which I was obsessed with when I was younger, uh, mainly because uh, Jerry O'Connell's character was named Q, Q-Ball. And, you know, uh, and I'm vain like that. So anytime a character I, has my name, I'm like, I'm watching this show. I love it. I, uh, I was also I, into The Magicians. They had a character named Quentin. We're, 
Weirdly enough, I just watched Full House and Blossom on repeat, so. Um. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Cut <laughs> it out. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm very happy that you that you said Gimli. He was, he's one of my honorable mentions. Uh, it's not alert, on so. my list. I love, but I love the character and I love his, specifically, I love the dynamic between him and Legolas. They're like a couple. I almost want like a spinoff sitcom of just them forced to live in a small apartment in Brooklyn together. Oh my gosh, please. Like Legolas is is so like clean and pristine and white and then Gimli comes in and throws his muddy boots up on the table like, Oh, Legolas, long day at the factory. The, min- like, the, the fantasy odd couple. I was about to say, this is the odd couple, and I love it. Like, yes, yeah, exactly. I need it. I need it. Studio executives, we know you're listening to the show, as you always do. Ben. Just a, just a, yet another great idea that, that we've given Legolas you. Legolas is like, I just made these cupcakes. They come from a thousand-year-old recipe that my mother created. And my mother is very important to me. And it was like, <laughs> and he's like ah oh, crumbs and everyone laughs so i also just have an affinity for dwarf characters uh i when Very i play D when i play D, I often play as a dwarf character um they I, I i connect with them i don't think it's just because i'm short but it's also uh because <laughs> i am built like a dwarf no uh i love i just love that they tend to be like the the gruff, um, yeah. rough around the edges character, but kind of the trope that cinema and yeah. uh, pop culture has has kind of built into them, which I love, is they always tend to be these gruff characters on the outside, but on the inside, they're like the softest teddy yeah. bear people that you just want to like hug and carry around. They're like um, Middle Earth lumberjacks, really. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, I also love their their weapon of choice. The battle axe is just badass. Yeah. Um, so so for me, he had to make my list. The the ones that are higher obviously are a little more important to me. But I I cannot go this whole episode without saying that I I have some love for Gimli. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. All right. All right. We've we've made it around the first time now. Ooh. We're on to our number fours. Mia, Mia, what you got for us? Galadriel. Galadriel. Ooh, okay, good choice. Also, I, I want to hear you talk about her because she's really only in like one scene in the movie. I was about to say, very limited character. But she, um, but she has a lot of impact throughout the rest yes, of the film. Yes, and impact is, is, is yes. she's actually, I... I thought a lot about her in this. She comes. She's she's a pivotal point character in the film, in the story, all, all just all around. Um, you you watch her go through the temptation and overcoming it. You uh, watch. She's she's one of three female characters in the movie that is mm-hmm. meant to stand out, and she she's used she's used as a proper tool, I think, for. Yeah all of the characters to push them forward. And then there's there's what she did for Gimli, which only further helped his relationship with um, Orlando Bloom's character. Legolas. Legolas. I totally <laughs> can my brain. Can uh, we all her. acknowledge that his name totally just sounds like Legless? Every time somebody totally says it, I always think of Legless. 
So, but and honestly, he'd like, be more impressive if he didn't have legs and was still. It really legs. would. It really. Would. He acts like he doesn't have legs when he's practically legless. Here anyway. So exactly. true. So I didn't mean to derail you from Galadriel. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, no, and and I want to add two words to this conversation too, because Kate Blanchett. Be- yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. She's just awesome. Anything daughter. she's in, she's just. She's amazing. And so it's, again, it's kind of like a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross with Alec Baldwin situation. Yeah, she has one scene, but I also thought of her for my list. And I was like, oh, so good. Just that one scene, yep. so good. That was all she, that was all she, It was, and it was nice coming from, like, uh, what is, I, I, like, now that I'm on, on here with you guys, I'm forgetting all the names. But Liv no, Tyler's okay. character, what is her character's name? Oh, I just call her Liv Tyler. Okay, so Liv Tyler's character was important to me. Wait, isn't it Eowyn? Eowyn? No, that's the other blonde. Oh, you're right. Eowyn is the princess of the demented king. Yeah, she's a human princess. Yep, 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 yep. No, so she was important to me because it was nice to see a brunette elf. And... In all yeah. the books and all the stories that I had read up until that point, all elves were blonde. And so- Interesting. I, I never even thought about that, but you're totally right. So, and, and at the time, as with a, a lot of things that happen in, in cinema, you know, you see the, what's up? Arwen. There we go, Arwen. I knew, I knew I was close. I was like, Arwen? No, that's not right, Arwen. Arwen. She, so- Aeon Flux? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> she so in all in most of cinema you see blondes taking front and center and that's that's both male and female across the board blondes are taking front and center so to see uh both the the two main male protagonists and then like one of the female protagonists being brunette in a story that could have been entirely filled with blondes and it would have been okay was very important to me so arwen isn't that's on cool. my list but she had impact and the reason she had impact to me personally because of the hair thing and because of the love interest thing but galadriel takes the spot on my actual list because she did more than just those little personal notes it was it was she was so important to the storyline she was she made she put gimli just her like I, i don't i'm sure you read the story so you know about the hair strands but her giving him the hair strands was massively important in how important Gimli was to all the rest of the elves. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and, and the I like her character because she has that like oversight. And to your point, yeah. I like that you mentioned it as well. She's so powerful. A lot of the well, why didn't she just take the ring? And you saw, as you, you mentioned, why. she couldn't. She was also tempted by it. Mm-hmm. Like she she was smart enough to know that she couldn't, which I liked. Again, she re- I agree. recognized it. She, like when you see somebody as powerful as that who could just continue to gain that power and be above and beyond. She, she was like, mm. all right, so that got me for a second, but I'm gonna go this way. I'll give you guys these things to help you, but I'm gonna go back here. Have this ring back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's solid choice, Mia. I like it. Galadriel, number four. Jay, what could you possibly have to compete with Galadriel? You know what? I'm not even gonna... Co- I'm not going to compete. I'm going to stick with the double X chromosomes. My number four is Eowyn. I oh, nice. love the Eowyn character. She's, She's the only person in the, well, not the only person, but the main person in the two towers that sees through the demented king 
and mm-hmm. uh, Chucky's hold on said king. Yep. I I love her arc in uh in Return of the King, uh her being and, and obviously she has one of the greatest in the uh in the movie of well I'm no, I am no man, you know, it's just oh, so good. It's just so good. And so I when I was going through all the characters, you know, Gladriel came up and uh but for me Eowyn is so important and so declarative, especially in that last movie. That mm. for, yeah, I just, I adore her and wanted her on the list. I love that, man. I so, think that's a, a solid choice. I accidentally name-checked her earlier, so that that was me yeah. literally subconsciously trying to, to put her out there. You segued so. me right in. It was perfect. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you picked it up. Um, all right, so my number four is going on a completely different side of the spectrum from you guys. Uh, my number four, once again, amazing actor. My number four is Christopher Lee as Saruman. Nice. Um, Bless you. <laughs> and that wasn't a sneeze, I said Saruman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Saruman. Uh, so uh, first off, I love Christopher Lee. I'm a big, like, classic horror fan. I just like his look and vibe. And I think, once again, the casting on this was was pretty spot on. Um, he is he offers an interesting opposite to uh, Ian McKellen's Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Um, in both kind of look, they both have similar statures. They both have similar uh, attributes as, like, actors. But where Gandalf offers like a warm, like loving kind of visage, Christopher Lee automatically just kind of comes off as a more like harsh character. Um, and, and, and his character is one that I like, I always kind of gravitate towards um, not conflicted, but people who believe so wholeheartedly that they are, doing the right thing when they are doing the wrong thing. Um, and I find those, that those to are the be villains a... that have texture. Like yeah. the villain who is just like, I'm evil because I'm evil is it can be fun. <laughs> but the villain who is like, I am not evil. I am doing the right. I am. Thing. Right. Like, that's why, that's right. why Thanos works really well, honestly. And how silly it is. That's why Samuel L. Jackson in the original Kingsman movie works really well is because he doesn't think he's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I like that texture. And to your point, Christopher Lee, oh, it's a godsend. Anybody a fan of his metal band, Charlemagne? No, Have you I, heard? I haven't listened to it yet. I need to listen to it. Oh, Mike, let me see. I might can, I might can get some. I don't know if it'll so, come through the speakers. But. You, I'll, hold on. Give me a moment of silence, and I'll plug in some right here. Yeah. Oh, man, that for was wild. That sounds so good. I love it. It's crazy, and, and we're not lying at all. Look it up. Christopher Lee, actor upon actor's highest tier of lords, was a huge fan of Black Sabbath in the 70s and started a metal band called Charlemagne. And yes. what you just heard was that band. Uh, I'm so glad so, you have Saruman on your list. So glad. Yes. So it was just one of those, I, like I said, I love him as an actor. I love the character. I think it's interesting, um, and it's interesting to see like I said, kind of those those characters that feel like they're in the right and will do anything at any cost 
to further that belief. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and I love that. So, yep, Christopher Lee, Saruman, boom, number four. All right, we're getting close. We're getting, right, we're getting in the top one. tiers. Uh, Mia, it is now time for you to unveil your number three. How did you make a top three? This is so hard. Um, so <laughs> my number three is a tied spot. Oh shit. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Let me, let me check the high five rule book. Let me see if this is a thing. Shameless plug for the comic book I wrote. It's not an actual <laughs> real book. Actual. Uh, very I'm looking and I do believe it says right here that it's allowed only for Mia on her first episode. So, okay. okay. Bylaws. You got Mia. lucky, Mia. It's, but that was it's weird that the, that the rule was so specific, but it actually said it's weird. We wrote that like six years ago. So the fact that it says specifically allowed for Mia on her first episode only. It was foretold. That makes any sense, but it's great. According to the prophecy, this is allowed, so go for it. All so right, what's your, what's your tie? Brothers. I call them the Mere Brothers. Nice. Or Faramir, the Mere Brothers. Yep. They, nice. They're okay. mirror images. Yes! Uh, I love that! <laughs> Just, do they have mere cats? Oh, I hope <laughs> they do. That's so <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for Boromir in particular... Having all of that weight on his shoulders as the oldest, I am, I am the oldest in my own family and wanting to bring something back that's going to give hope to my family, my entire land and kingdom. That's a lot of sure. weight. And then on top of that, being the favored child, that's, that's a little added pressure. And uh, watching him constantly struggle with the ring and then like his symbolism and humanity failing, you know, it got the better of right. him because he didn't make the right choices. Now here's the consequences to his actions. And then his little brother, Faramir, who now has to come in and try to not just do what his brother was trying to do, but do better and earn his father's love. And, and the, the Mir brothers went through it, okay? They went through it and um, uh, one, one was part of the beginning and helped push towards the middle, and one came came in soft landing at the end. Maybe not. I, so, I will agree, and I I can speak to that as the favored child uh, in Jay's family. Right. I can say that there is a lot of pressure there. It's a hard <laughs> that's a hard mantle to to yeah. uphold. And being an only child, and somehow still the Faramir, it, it's a weird <laughs> juxtaposition. And, mm. and you know weird. what? Uh, I am glad, and honestly, to see the Boromir character struggle with, oh, Sean Bean is playing me, so I'm about to die, is, is, uh, oh, it's, 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 it's <laughs> you got it. It's, it's, it's really inspiring to see him do that. I will, okay, I'll be honest. I will align with you, Mia, on the Boromir character. I love Sean Bean, and I think the Boromir character is so impressive in that first movie. Faramir is a total goof. <gasps> Faramir's oh. a come on Faramir's our first game. first shattered friendship of the episode no it's not a shattered friendship I just don't like Faramir he's a weenie come on come on Boromir uh, that, that actor David Wynnum does anybody remember him in the cinema classic 300 he do played you remember the... him in oh. Van Helsing 
another oh cinema classic Van Helsing? Yes, we need of course. To do Academy Award-winning Van Helsing? Van Helsing. Yes. <laughs> we need to do a spoiled guys, rotten on guys, that movie. That movie's so bad. All right, I have, to, I have to admit this, and this is not a I love Van Helsing, so don't worry, that story's not coming. But I, uh, when the trailers were being released for Van Helsing, I, I was super on board. I was like, this movie is going to kick all sorts of ass. I went and saw, Jay, you know, we used to get a bunch of, like, free advanced screening stuff. Yeah. I managed to score advanced screening passes to go see that movie. Still, weirdly enough, not one of the two movies that I fucked out on. That was reserved for Charlie's Angels and The Hobbit. Uh, <laughs> but I will say the entire movie, I literally like this. <laughs> and just so the people who are listening on the audio medium version of this, I'm essentially making the face of what? Why? <laughs> Why? Why is that oh, decision made in this movie? I, why is why is that happening? I don't know. Is this a movie? What is what am I watching? What is happening? So, that was literally my reaction. I remember about 10 minutes into that movie when he meets the hunchback of Notre Dame and it's like a 10 foot Hulk-esque CGI creature. I was like wearing like a bowler hat. I was like, all right, this is fucking weird. <laughs> They're like, wait, did they steal this from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? <laughs> It, yes, felt, okay, it honestly felt like a sequel to that movie. Well, this was also in the time when, like, I, Frankenstein, and um, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, and all those, like, shitty, like, this ain't your mama's Hansel and Gretel was coming out. Uh, this, this was like, this ain't your granddaddy's Van Helsing. And I was like, oh, I wish it was, though. Like, that, my granddaddy's Van Helsing was really good. And this is not. This is bad. I think that was yeah. a Stephen Summers movie. Uh, yeah, I think it so, was. Well, it's like so we, it's like these are your grand these are your granddaddy's chocolate chip cookies. It's like yeah, but you put like tax and arsenic in it. I know <laughs> my grandfather's chocolate chip cookies are had delicious chips in and them. oatmeal, and, and that's great. the key. A little, little brown sugar. Everybody, everybody seems blown away. Yes, them. oatmeal in your chocolate chip cookie is very delicious. Oh, I I totally I agree. That. I've had that. I've had peanut butter chocolate oatmeal cookies. Now you're just bragging. So, so, <laughs> did you I know? also want some peanut butter chocolate oatmeal cookies. <laughs> I will make you some. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Never mind. You are redeemed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if you know. Just, just a little quick side note. The have, have either of you seen Moulin Rouge? Oh my God! Yes. Okay. Yes. So first off, it's one of my favorite of movies. But the Duke so in that movie plays the vampire, uh, the uh, Dracula in that uh, Van Helsing movie. You're what? Right. I had made, never made that connection. Amazing. I love Moulin Rouge, by the way. Mia, mm -hmm. we definitely should talk Jay into doing a, uh, not even a spoiled rotten, just a we love this movie I'm, commentary. I'm okay. I love that. And movie. we can all sing along. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I saw it like four times in the theater. So I love uh, I, the, the elephant song. That one's, the, that one's good. That one's good. That one's <laughs> the elephant song. I love John Lick. I do love uh, John Leguizamo as Toulouse Lautrec. That is uh, pretty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the fact yeah. that he walks around on the entire mo the entire movie doing what is essentially a door. Like Jay, do you remember Dorf? 
like the the comedian that did dwarf he's essentially doing dwarf by just walking around on his knees playing this character it's amazing i love it, it. okay i was you laughed at me when i said the elephant song so i had to look up the title elephant love medley i was yep. close yes. elephant is the primary word elephant. in there yeah it's not like the alligator fuck song yeah that's a that's, that's not a, a different that's not a Moulin Rouge. That is Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, c'est soi? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, s'il vous plaît. No, s'il vous plaît. Pourquoi? Pourquoi? Uh, so, <laughs> Mia, thank you for our first amazing tangent of the yeah. episode. Uh, and for your wonderful number three, the Mir brothers, as you said, uh, Boromir and Faramir. The, you know what? Now we need a hashtag. A hashtag the Mir Brothers because I've yeah. never seen it anywhere else. I seem to be the only one. All right. I like it. Right now, hashtag Jay's going to include it in the post. The Mir Brothers. Hashtag Mir Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, all it. right, Jay. So what do you got for number three right. that can squatch out the, the Mir Brothers? Man, uh, the top three was tough. I had to kill a lot of darlings. Um, I kind of went in the direction that you did, Q, though, on the other end of the spectrum. Some of my favorite characters aren't the good guys in these movies. And to be mm. honest, my number three is Gollum. Andy Serkis Aww. blew me <laughs> away in these movies. And I remember, like, you, you, we were talking about one of the things Peter Jackson did was a lot of the, you know, technology advances. And I remember just the mocap of Gollum and realizing that it was like a human being just kind of like running around. I One, I never really thought Gollum from the books could be translated that well to screen. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was done and was done what I consider flawlessly and uh, in, to make one of the most dynamically deep characters in the whole trilogy for me, Gollum had to be on the list, and I just debated where in the top three he should be. Um, I, I think the other two were more impactful, but man, Gollum, Gollum and Smeagol combo is is a winner for me in this whole trilogy. I think that's solid. That is super solid. He he wasn't even on my radar. I just, <laughs> but I'm not. Now I feel I'm not, bad. Now I'm questioning myself. Makes, he oh makes my that God, movie, thank like, you. his character, like, makes that movie for me. You guys are all getting fucking food and shit delivered. I just, no, I need something. I'm going to Uber something oh, to my house. <laughs> Haley, Haley, you're the best. I'm pronouncing my love for you on a podcast, so it's on the internet forever. Pronouncing it. So, so, yeah, that's my number three. Key, what do you got for your number three? Uh, my number three uh, is not a bad guy actually in fact he may be the softest good guy on the face of the planet uh my number three would be a mr samwise gamgee (laughs) he's adorable i love sam i love sam uh all right here's the deal i love sean astin okay guys sean astin leader of the goonies right bob from stranger things rudy he is, he is a great, lovable actor, right? Absolutely. And Samwise is literally one of the best friends in the history of pop culture. Like, oh. he is, he is the, 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 the epitome of what I hold my friendship to with Jay. <laughs> 
Well, I you think know what? He, when, when your jewelry gets heavy, I carry you, man. I know because you're the best. Oh. Mia, I'll uh, send that to you too. You yeah, you're one of us now. Enough. One of us. One of us. Uh, <laughs> but his character is just so loving. And I think it was one of those things like, I know that there's a bajillion memes out there that are like, sure. you know, I want someone to look at me the way that <laughs> Sam was. Uh huh. Uh, and I love it. But it's just one of like I have a super soft spot for, um, for kind characters, yeah. and I feel like in a in a movie that is filled with people struggling with being what is perceived and understood as good or bad, mm-hmm. um, he is a character that just is really like. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, in in Dungeons and Dragons, he is like a uh, whatever good. Like he is a yeah. no. Oh, he's a true good. Yes. Yeah, true good. Like he just is a good person, and that warms my heart. So he, it, it literally like his his it. arc is one of my favorites because he's just he is literally the best support system anybody yeah. could ever ask for and i oh. i love it and it makes me happy and i needed to print place it higher on my list because it makes me so damn happy you guys i you've warmed my heart q right before we go into commercials i'm so glad that you talked about samwise so now we get to hear from some sponsors those are gonna blow us away and then we're gonna oh, come yeah. back and blow the audience away with our top two let's hear from the sponsors Hi, I'm Devin with Last Resort Security. Have you ever thought, what if someone gets into my house? Is my security system gonna get the police there on time? What about the ambulance? No way. That's why we developed Last Chance Security System. So, Last Chance Security System has it. No, 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 the the detonation feature should not be turning on by itself. No, the detonation feature is a fail safe that is, uh, it will. Okay, wait. Uh, uh, no, no, no. We gotta turn this one off because we know we 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 have the charges. Oh God, my leg! Oh God, that oh that Charlie horse hurts. Oh God, my uterus is exploding. Oh God! Oh, oh my, oh my back. Oh, that's a cramp. Oh God! Oh God! Oh. Oh shit! Oh, I can't even. My forearm. Oh, I got oh my wrist. Oh, ow, 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 now these are the most important two and ones because they are the top of the list and that's how listing thing works. So, Mia, what? <laughs> the eye is watching you. What is your number two? We're getting toward the end. It's getting My number this. two is, hold up. <laughs> My number two 
is I can't. Why can't I remember Strider? No, it's his other name. His actual name. Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely oh, man. love he it. Is, he is like the quintessential hero. Like, he is the hero of the story, which is great. You need that character. You need that leader, that reluctant leader even. Uh, but, man, yeah, good choice. Good choice. That's a solid choice. Uh, that was um... – Interestingly, I, I didn't think of him on my list, so he's not on there. For whatever reason, I don't know why. Uh, much like you said with Gollum, I'm feeling a bit dumb that I didn't like at least think about that character, but for some reason I didn't, which honestly tells me they didn't deserve a place on my list because if I couldn't think of it, it's fine. Here, here was, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad, Mia, that you put Aragorn on your list because I had him in my consideration list because he's just a great character and he's someone that you want to watch and and Viggo Mortensen is amazing at he's so dynamic as that character like mesmerizing spoiler alert though he's not on my list mainly because I think he was too quintessential it was like he is a flavor that the movie has to have so my favorite flavors were the ones that added some of the spice and the the uniqueness to the story interesting was just like he yeah. was just kind of that like meat. Like he's if you're watching Last Action Hero, he's the Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's not all like the fun meta humor. Right. And so right. for whatever reason, he didn't make the top five, but he is like unbelievably important to the story. And so I'm glad we get to talk about it. And man, Vigo is so good. He is great in that character. He his stardom definitely continued after these. Oh my gosh, for sure. Viggo Mortensen, he, like, this movie, for me, put him on the map. Like, put him on my radar mm-hmm. as to, like, this is yeah. an actor to watch. Like, I like this guy a lot. He is he is well, an impressive. And then after this one, he started doing some of those, like, cronenberg like, the history of violence and some oh, of yeah. those. And those were just. Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises is so good. Uh, Eastern Promises is actually one of the films of his that every time I watched it, I'm just like. Oh, it's it, it'll make you Same. it'll make you shiver. It'll make you shiver for sure. It is really violent. So, Jay, so, what is uh what is your number two then? Okay, so my number two, and I was I, I'm gonna be weirdly specific about this. But my <laughs> number my my number two, and you'll see why, is Gandalf the Gray. Ah, so, the gray. So I love I love the character of Gandalf. I mean, it's hard not to love the character of Gandalf. Again, talk about perfect casting, sir Ian. I, I think he was born to play that character and born to play Magneto. I don't know how that could both be true, but it is. <laughs> that, that's and, just a testament. But, to and also, in my dreams, born to play my dad. Like yeah. I, I love him, and I want him to adopt me. The thing is, I tried that, and there's a restraining order because I made my own bedroom in his house. He did not appreciate it. Oh. Um, Listen, if him and Sir Patrick Stewart could be like my co-dads, my life would be complete. They're they're hetero life mates. I know. Just like Jay and I. Yay! You can we can can we write a uh, can we write a a spec script? I already know what you're thinking. Yes. It's a remake of My Two Dads starring you as an adult and Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian as your adopted yes. two dads. The answer is yes. A million times yes. Sweet. I'll write it. Um, but I, here, I want to I explain why I specify Gandalf the Grey. 
I love when he comes back as Gandalf the White and he's like all powerful and pure and godly almost, but he's almost too perfect in that, that in metaphor. that in that Yeah, I, I like I like I see the you the Bible. Yeah. Exactly yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. But I like when he is <laughs> has a more human element. Like when he is encouraging and making fun of Bilbo and Frodo and when he takes that stand, you know, on the bridge and the you shall not pass the thing that everybody quotes. Like that Gandalf the Grey not only is magical and he was the Gandalf that was through the Hobbit and, you know, historically is in the Silmarillion and all that. But I just, that character and Sir Ian and everything about it just goes together so perfectly that he had to be high on the list. But I want to specify the Grey because I like the, I like the The more humanized, the yeah, humanized yes. Gandalf, if you will. Yep. Yep. So that's my number two. I- I love that choice. As a matter of fact, I love it so much. My number two is also Gandalf. <gasps> yes. Yay. Um, Gandalf for me is one of those characters. Like I said, not only do I want him to be my dad, but I literally want him to like, if I ever have to go on a quest in life, I want it to be with Gandalf or with a Gandalf, whatever the right. like stand in for a Gandalf in our world would be. Um, he not only like puts up with the ridiculousness of the hobbits that are traveling with him, but he like embraces their uniqueness and he doesn't. Yeah. He uh, loves it. And yes. that's kind of the thing is like <laughs> all of these other people that, that they come in contact with are like so irritated by the hobbits. Yeah. They think they're ridiculous, but Gandalf is the one who really like sees them for who they are. And I, I love that. I feel like he's, and I love, the- I love that that is carried over from the Hobbit as well, because that is also his arc in the Hobbit is all the dwarves are like, we don't, why the fuck do we need a Hobbit? Hobbits. He's like, no, we totally need a Hobbit. Like we totally <laughs> need a Hobbit. And there's like, I guess, but I mean, he's kind of terrible. He's like, no, no, we need a Hobbit. And he's like, he doesn't even want to be here. And the Gandalf's like, no, no, you need a Trust Hobbit. Trust me, man, we need a Hobbit. I'm do Gandalf. Work for I the Hobbits. Things. I'm paid off. You work for the Hobbit Corporation. I have a, I have a regular Hobbit paycheck that comes. Spike, um, Spike Lee's Inside Man is about Gandalf working for the uh, <laughs> Hobbits. Oh my God. Uh, but for all the reasons you Inside said as well, uh, Sir Ian McKellen is one of my favorite actors. I think he um, has a way of commanding not only like an intensity, but also a warmth. And like a, um, I don't know, like a grandfatherly or fatherly well, figure. Um, unlike any other actor, like movie. he can he can both scare the shit out of you, but also make you respect him and like right. understand that he loves you, kind of thing. If that makes he's sense. He's in that movie Beginnings, right, where he plays like a guy who realizes yes. he's homosexual, yes. like in his eighties. Yes, yes. He's great in that. It's like heartwarming, and he's so nice. Yes. It's like you're not and Magneto. He actually- is right yes okay yes yes uh-huh yep yeah he is and do not he is yes but they're the best of friends and now (laughs) um but uh so for all the reasons you said jay i also love gandalf and he definitely deserved to be on my number two spot so that 
I am so intrigued because of where things have fallen on this list. I have no idea what either of your top choices are. I have maybe an idea, but I am so excited to find out. So, Mia, on your inaugural episode, hit us with your number one spot. (laughs) Sam, 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 Sam. He's my favorite. He's my favorite. I love it. I love it. I want to call... I want to call it Jinxies. He's also my number one, Mia. Yay! What the fuck? We could have had a three-way Jinxies, and I messed it up by having him lower we, on my list. We could have had a three-way on Samwise Gamgee. We had oh a Samwise Gamgee. My dreams. My we had, dreams. We would have had a G-way. <laughs> a Gamgee way. No, I. So Mia, I'll let you start, but I just want to piggyback and say he's also my number one uh, for probably the reasons that you're going to say. But please go. Um, the fellowship at, uh, 99% is everybody except Sam. He carried everyone. Like he carried everyone throughout the film. It's not so much that he carried everybody individually, like with his personality or his support or anything like that, but nothing would have been able to happen if it hadn't been for Sam there with Frodo because Frodo was an embodiment of, of actual struggles with people and having power and all the other stuff. And Gollum was stepping in and adding to that by having a little little more like actual good, bad representation. But Sam was in there and he was like, look, it's not gonna be easy for me either, but I can help. And I'm like, yeah. you, you, everybody deserves a Sam. Everyone deserves yes. a Sam. And I've been saying that ever since I watched the first film. I. Uh, yes, I will back all of that up. And honestly, Q, he's my number one for all of the reasons that you said he was your number three. It's like, I think he's the the pure embodiment of the best friendship on camera. But I also love that he has an arc. One of the problems with characters that are pure good or true good a lot of times is that they're they're almost too saccharine. They're not as helpful. Superman! So Sam... Yes, he falls into that category. You guys know how about Superman. Yeah, exactly. You, you're a welcome addition. Um, <laughs> he, uh, but Sam, although, don't tell Joe, don't tell Jay's wife, Amanda, that you don't like Superman, because she will fight you. <laughs> she will. Um, but yeah, Sam was. He actually has an arc, which is w- interesting because he starts as a true good and ends as a true good, but still has an arc of, I do not want to be here. Yeah. To, I need to be here to support Frodo. To, I, it is my mission to be here. To be here. And that is, and and I think it's kind of one of those, uh, weirdly enough, where, you know how people say if you watch Indiana Jones, and if you take Indiana Jones out of it, the story still happens the exact same way. Yes. Samwise, to me, is almost the opposite is Samwise feels like an additional character, but if you take him out, none of the movies happen. They don't make it to the boat at the end of Fellowship. They don't make it through Mordor in Two Towers. They don't make it to the cave in King, like, because he doesn't get killed. He doesn't Sam actually lift up Frodo. <laughs> Sam is the reason all the movies happen. And to me, yes. that makes him my favorite. Yeah. And just the, you know, the Sean Astin element, the the element of... I love the idea of I don't want to be here, but my friend is in trouble. So I am going to go through 
L. He coined a new term as a character for me, which is like a gentle importance. Like, I like all of that. his important stuff, you don't realize until after you're done watching the movie, after like you're dissecting mm. it, you're processing it. Like, you already enjoy him. You enjoy watching him, you enjoy the friendship, you enjoy the struggles, but you don't realize the impact until later and you're like, yeah, that dude like never that. would have gotten far without Sam. I like, like that phrase. I like that phrasing a lot. So yeah, that's why he's my number one. You guys retroactively make me want to change my list. It's never happened in the history of the you know, show. We've got a collaborative list coming up here soon. So tell us your I know. number one and maybe we'll- So my number, my number one, uh is not any of those <laughs> my number one is Gollum. um i f- i found the Gollum character to be for me one of the most interesting characters in the movies and the reason was is because talk about a character with conflict talk about yes. a character that that came from that went through a tr- a literal transformation Truly. if you will Truly. like his mind is fractured he is a- always at odds with himself and he is simultaneously helpful and horrible at the same <laughs> time which i find really interesting like those kind of of uh foils in a movie or in any sort of story are always interesting to me because it's not that he's being terrible because he wants to be terrible it's because he feels like he has no choice other than to be terrible to get what he perceives is his ultimate need you know what i mean like he he needs this ring he needs it's his one goal it's it's his one objective it's all he can and he gets it he gets yeah. it. Like, that's the and great thing about the story is he does get talk it. Talk about a full circle story. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that like when I was sitting down and trying to think through all of the characters, I thought through and I was like, if I had to pick one character that I wanted to watch an entire story or read an entire story about that one character, for me, it would be Gollum. I can. Totally I would watch that. a Gollum movie all day long. I would love to see what could be done. And once again, Andy Serkis just crushed. Where is his in award? That, in that Where role, he's deser- He's been deserving of it for years like, now. Where is it? Seriously, like where? And and I know they've talked about having like a technical, uh, a, a, like Oscar or award that does like for like mocap stuff. Yep. Create create one yeah Yeah, create the category (laughs) and the thing is the way that you prove it is to show all the terrible ways that it's been done cgi mocap like it's been done so terribly that when you see some that are affecting like that emotionally resonate you get your andy circuses your you know i think thanos is a good example as well but then you also have like your steppenwolves from justice league not good. Right. That was mocap. Well, for me, terrible. For me, Andy Circus is one of those characters that he uses mocap like makeup. Like he just disappears into that character and then reemerges on the flip side and you're like, "Oh, I'm Andy Circus again." 
but he wasn't Andy Serkis and he made a completely believable character. And that's hard to do. Jay, you and I have debated a bajillion times on this show, how hard it is to make a fully CGI character relatable and believable and not be super aware the whole time that you're like, I'm watching a cartoon. This is a cartoon. Everybody yeah. else in this movie is real, but this is a cartoon person. Just not and, this one. Yep. And he, yeah, he holds up. Like, his, he is a character. Like, he becomes, yeah. you care for him. You feel for him. You feel his pain. You the, can see I it. I feel the same, the same thing happens for me in the Planet of the Apes movies with Caesar. Oh, my God, I, yeah. I'm so, not watching it being like, wow, Andy Serkis is doing a good monkey. I'm like, wow, that monkey well, is talking. Good, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How did they get a real talking chimpanzee in this movie? <laughs> he's living and breathing. Have you seen his process for, for Caesar? Yes. Where he's yes. sitting, like, he's adjusting how he's standing and he's like, yes. you know, and just like talking through it. Oh, so he's so well, he, good. There, there was a thing about Lord of the Rings with him doing that in for Gollum too, because he like, mm. gets down and he like stretches and it's, it was crazy. Yeah, it requires so, the body. Like he, he acts with his entire being. Uh, he's just delicious to watch. He's delicious. People, yeah. people love to praise Daniel Day Lewis as an actor that just disappears into roles. I and I will tell you this: I've seen Andy. I mean, Andy Circus even out of mocap. Him in Black Panther. Nobody he's talked right. about it enough. He he's awesome. As Ulysses he's, Claw he is, is thick too. awesome. Like beef. I can't wait. I'm excited that he got announced to play uh, Alfred in the Batman movie. <gasps> I'm excited <gasps> to see what he does with that role. Like, I love it. Michael Caine was a great Alfred. Uh, Michael Goh was a great Alfred as well in the, they, in the Tim Burton movies. What if they mo-cap him as an old man? That would be crazy, and I'm kind of on board for it. But I don't put it past them because legitimately once I saw what they did with Colin Farrell's makeup and they basically turned him into a different person, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, if it's just Michael Go. They had him mocap Michael Go from the Tim Burton <laughs> Batman. Even though Michael Go is totally way dead, they totally did a um, – uh, they tar they tarkened it. They Grand Moff tarkened him. <laughs> they Grand you know, Moff tarkened. Actors like there's an, another actor that I would love to see with Andy Serkis. Who's that? And it's I think it, his name is Michael Sheen. He was. Um, oh yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. Not Charles. Not Charles B. Nixon. Or the the yeah. not Frost. the Omen. He was in a. You know what I'm talking about. Underworld. Wait. He played. Yes, 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 that one, yes. He's in all the trip movies, too, uh, like Trip to Spain, Trip to whatever. Um, he, and then he's he, in he my, one of my favorite Hitler. movies in Hamlet, too. Mm. No, that's not him. That's not my, Oh, no, I, no oh, who Michael am I thinking Sheen. of? You're thinking of, uh, hold on, I'm going to look it up. Who am I thinking of? I, I know who you're thinking of. He, he was in the, the, the show with, um, oh God, I can't believe I am. You're thinking of Steve Coogan. I am, I am, but I know who you're talking about because Michael. He was also in the Twilight movies. He's one of the yes, stories yes, yes. That yes. he he is another one that could truly just he gets he's yeah. in them. He's in those he's, characters. And if I saw the two of them together in a film, like bouncing off of each other, I think my brain would explode. He would um 
he was also in that TV series, uh, Prodigal Son, about the like he plays like a serial killer. I want to watch like that. Son it? is like a detective. I, I have seen it. I haven't seen that, but I have seen trailers for it's, it. It's 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 interesting. I will say this: if you want to see a movie with that kind of back and forth or a TV series, watch Hannibal. Okay. Still okay. to this day, one of the best TV series ever. I have what Hannibal tattoo on was, my body. What was that like the Hannibal? What was the Hannibal like almost show with Kevin Bacon? The the, the oh group, the, the, yeah, the, follow following the, the following the following the following that was like a hey Kevin Bacon uh, the dude the dude from Rome HBO's yeah Rome. it was not a, uh, uh not a great movie or not a great uh, TV was, series nah it's not uh but yeah oh, so all right so Gollum was my number one I really love all the reasons you guys gave but now even talking through it again I still feel like Gollum yeah. is my number one. That's- it's a solid choice. Uh, I, I fully support. So, so now it's time for us to take our three lists that we have given and to just try and like mash them together very so aggressively I'm gonna, and I'm make an ultimate top though, five. I'm going to propose that Samwise be our definitive number one because yeah. two of us shared it and we almost swayed you. Yes. Converted you. I agree. I'm totally fine with that. But I would petition hard for Gollum to be number two. I know Mia didn't I, I have it on your that. list. I okay, cool. Yes. Okay, so I and I'm fine with that too because Gollum was my number three and having him a little bit higher, totally fine. Just evens it out, yes. Yeah. Mia, remind I, me what your number two was. Uh, my number two was Aragorn. Aragorn. That's yes. right. Oh, and see, I'm, number three is going to be tough because like there was the, we got Aragorn, who I think is a great hero. We've got Gandalf, who Q and I, you both, we both shared as number two. I think he should be number three. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, fours. What were our fours all the way across the board? Um, mine, mine was, was Galadriel. All right, and I had Saruman. I think. Uh, I think, think Galat. <laughs> you think it should be who? I do. I think it should be Saruman. Yes. Really? See, I, I was gonna say. I was gonna say one of the females. I know. I was oh, thinking Jay oh, was oh, gonna oh, say Galadriel. A winner, Glad. I, I mean, I'm. Awen should be the one. If it's gonna be, I'm in A. Yeah, I'm in camp Awen just because she does more. In she, the yeah, yeah. Okay. I, okay, I'm. I'm with that. If it, Q, if you're down with her as number four, let's have her as number four. I'm down what with about, that. And, and then Saruman is number five to have another bad guy on there. Who what is was, everyone else's number five? I had Gimli. Okay. You had, had Legless. Like this, yeah, he did. Yeah, and I, honestly, I'm fine to put Saruman above. I'm I'm fine to put not Mary off of mine for the definitive five and have Saruman as number five. Okay. Mia, how do you feel about that? I don't I, think I, any of your picks well, are I, on the list, so I want to make sure. Well, no, that, no, that's uh, not true. Uh, Samwise Gamgee was her number. Oh, one. Oh, that's right, your number one. Number you one. got the, you got arguably the ultimate pick on the list. I did. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. And, You're right. And. She also voted for Eowyn uh, for the number four spot. So she was the deciding vote for Eowyn. That's so true. That's so true. All right. So, uh, Jay, can you uh, – I know you've kept record. What is our ultimate – can you tell the listeners what our Here ultimate top five Lord of the Rings trilogy characters are? Number five, Saruman. Number yes. four, Eowyn. Number three, 
Gandalf. Number two, Gollum slash Smeagol. And number one, Samwise Gamgee, the best friend of any cinematic movie. I love this list, and that's it. Listeners, that is your definitive list. When people ask you out on the street, hey, quick, rank the top five Lord of the Rings characters, as we know happens all the time. Now you will be prepared. This is your definitive list, and you've been given it by the brand new High Five featuring Mia St. Clair. It has been added into the mix. You are a welcome voice. It is wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you, Mia. Yes. Thanks, guys. You, you helped pick us up like Samwise Gamgee and carry us through. <laughs> oh, that was All amazing. right, guys. That was a great episode. Again, we're so happy to have Mia on the show. Thank you so much. Everybody, go check us out on Instagram, Twitter. Tweet at us how much you love Mia being a new part of the show. Tweet at her your questions. Ask her things like, why have you not been a part of the show up to this point? Why have I been listening to this show for five years with just these two dum-dums? I'm sorry. All right, well, Mia, tell people where they can connect with you. Um, They can find me on uh, at the at the every model on Instagram and on Twitter. Awesome. Now, Q, tell us where they can find us. You can find us at high five the podcast on instagram you can find us at high the number five the podcast on the twitters you can find us hash or slash high five the podcast on facebook uh you can find us on letterboxd which jay you know so much about uh and you can now find us on the patreons so please go subscribe three dollars gets you the first tier it'll get you a bonus episode every single month they are amazing you're gonna start getting video recordings of all of our episodes which means you get to see us that's right and prior to mia joining the show you get uncensored video of jay and i doing the show totally nude for like it was it was it was wild every episode we recorded nude mia we put on clothes for you so go check it out on on the patreon it may or may not be a thing that you can find but now when you see us, you guys can stop saying, why is it all full of uggos? Yeah. And they're like, hey. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you, Mia. So also check out Mia. She is also on the Patreon. That is also at the Every Model. Boom. Awesome. Go check it out. All right, everybody. We'll catch you next week. In the meantime, go listen to all the other amazing shows on the Project Hyphen Nerd Network. And uh, go tweet at them and tell them how much you love High Five the Podcast. We love you guys. See you next time. Wow, get out of here. It's crazy. (laughs) We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter 
at hi the number five the podcast, Instagram at high five the podcast, or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Getting recast in your own life? (laughs) Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.